0: I graduated at 16. I, I felt like I did um, everything under the sun. I played every sport. I did a pageant. Um, I did like tomboy activities. So I know how to climb a fence. Like I just randomly think about things that I've done over the years and ooh, it makes me laugh.
1: Welcome to another great episode of Dre and Smiley, the Inner Circle Podcast. Dre,
2: I'm so excited to have this guest on today. It's like, have you ever met someone and if the first time you say hello or you meet them, you just know this person is special and they have a certain passion sure. and drive? Well, that's Monet Lewis. Monet and I used to work together at a last, a company I was with before. And when I met her, I was like, this young lady is fascinating. So let me tell you about her, Monet was born in the US Virgin Islands. She grew up very family oriented. There was a point in time when she had 13 people living in a three-bedroom house. In high school, she developed a sense of entrepreneurship from her dad. And her dad invested in her first business, which I didn't know, that she was selling jewelry to high school kids. She was taking their not taking earning their money from their allowances and whatever they made. She would sell them their stuff. And from there, she went on and graduated from, um, from college, university. And then when I met her, she was telling me about all her real estate, different things. So once again, from the moment of hello, her energy was just flowing out of her about her mind, her charisma, her entrepreneurial skills. So, Monet, thank you for being on the podcast. And please tell us. Tell us about you. How did you get that drive for entrepreneurship?
0: Well, thank you for having me. Um, It's an honor to be here with you guys. Um, As I mentioned in my bio, my dad, he is an entrepreneur. Um, I just saw his freedom and his flexibility that he had while I was young. And I said, you know, that's something that I want. And growing up with, we were very close-knit with our family. Like it's 13 of us in one house. So that kind of gave me like a drive to say, you know, I want to do better for my family that I have, and I want to be better. And it was just up from there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So so 13, were those siblings? Were those uncles, cousins, or just all brothers, Uh, sisters? And if they were brothers, sisters, are you the oldest or the baby?
0: So I am the oldest, and I am the only girl out of three boys. Um, Mm -hmm. but those were mostly aunts and cousins.
2: Nice. Mm -hmm. And so from there, when you went into, tell us about your high school business and how did that work?
0: Okay. So, um, in high school, I started star fashion star is my middle name that I got from my grandparents. Um, my dad took me to Puerto Rico because I do have siblings that live in Puerto Rico. We went to the mall, I can't remember which one, and he just gave me money to shop in this um, jewelry store. They were selling jewelry for $5. So I came back with a suitcase full of jewelry and I took pictures of it. I advertised on Facebook and I would come to school with them in my school bag and I would sell to students because we were in 12th grade. So they're going out to parties. They're going out on the weekends. They have to look good.
1: That's right. Mm -hmm.
0: So I, you know, wherever they got money from, that was fine. Yes, I did take their money because I would convince them that they needed like this statement airing or this statement chain or
1: something. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. So a couple things come to mind as I hear your bio, Monet. One is growing up in a house of 13 people, a buddy of mine, when I was in college, he grew up in a house of 12. And I used to, we used to work, we worked together and lived in the same area. So I give him a ride home from work. After work, we get off around five o'clock and he'd say, Dre, come on, we gotta go, man, we gotta go. I'm like, what's, what's the hurry? I mean, give, give me just a second. And so we get in the car he's like, Dre, you don't understand. If you're not there for dinner, you don't eat. No one's saving you a plate. <laughs> no, no one's gonna save you a plate of food if you're not there. And so, you know, because of that, you know, I, he too was kind of had an entre- entrepreneurship uh, a gene in him. And my guess is that kind of helped drive your 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 interest in entrepreneurship in addition to your father. So when you had that first taste of earning your own money, right, having your business, your jewelry business, understanding that supply and demand, you know, pricing it accordingly, that sort of thing. Where'd you go from there Where'd you go from there How did you scale that business or if you scaled it?
0: Well that business did not last long. Um, senior year was very busy for me so I eventually let it die down but in 2016 I graduated high school in 2014. Okay. in 2016 I created sophistic cases VI so it's a play on the word sophisticated. Um, But it's cases because it was phone cases. Uh, Um, I created that business and I had it for about five years. That's where I learned all of the foundations and principles that I needed to be successful in business. Um, I ran it like a legit business. And it was very popular for the time that I had it. I unfortunately let it die out when I started Tenum, the Label, which is my name spelt backwards. Um, I designed my own shoes, sandals for women. And now I have expanded into about 15 products in the fashion business. So we have sunglasses, clothing, shoes, um, bags, belts. We're going to just go in you know further and further along but now that is my as i would say grown business okay (laughs) um and that's what i'm doing currently in addition to real estate. okay
1: and so i'm I'm gonna pass it to smiley here in a second but the phone business that sounds fascinating something that really interests both me and smiley are you know entrepreneurs people are just kind of scrappy you know making it happen we've had um we had one guy He had a garbage business where he grossed 90K. Keep me honest here, Smiley, if I get this wrong. 90K a month he grossed Mm -hmm. doing garbage. The phone case business, give me a little little background on that. So in my mind, you you sourced the phone cases. um, And somehow Mm -hmm. you had to make these cases stand out to your market, your customer market. Tell me a little bit about that. How did you source them? What made your? How did you make your phone cases stand out? And how did you find the um, the customers for that?
0: I sourced the phone cases um, from okay. China um, through AliExpress, okay. um, of course. Um, I would spend some time looking and talking to vendors regarding the quality of the items and um, how long it would take to get Mm -hmm. to me. I was in Tampa at that Mm -hmm. time. So I would buy bulk and of course I would take pictures, videos, do some promotions, and I would sell locally um, using my social media. So a lot of my customers were Virgin Islanders because I am known in the sense, um, so people you know they they followed okay. me um and then i i went into customizing my own phone cases so i would take a picture that you would send and i would print it on a phone case and that kind of gave me a boost as well because people like customized items
1: how you how did you print it did you have a 3d print yeah how'd you do that
0: you I ordered the blanks the sublimation blanks so it would be a phone case with a metal plate and I do have a sublimation printer ah. still and a heat press that I would print and press
1: ah, sweet that, that is yeah.
2: so cool so 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 from the business side of it with the products how does that? evolve into real estate because when we met you were talking about real estate I didn't even know you had product side so (laughs) the first question is did they both mature at the same rate you were doing both simultaneously or did you say let me do the products and then you moved into real estate or how does that work
0: well it's actually a funny story Um, in 2018 um, when I actually started at uh, the company that we met Um, I was planning for a baby. And um, when I started there, um, it felt like everyone was into real estate. Everyone had, they either owned their own home or they had properties. Um, So it kind of gave me the drive to get into it. When we started um, discussing real estate, um, you, you told me about all these properties that you owned and then you gave me all these books. And I was like, you know, this might be something that I'm actually interested in. And because I was planning for a baby, I said, this would be like a great opportunity to make extra income to take care of that baby. So it is funny. Um, I, I do not think that if I worked at another company, I would have been as invested in real estate as I am now. Monet,
1: tell the truth. When you saw Smiley, you were like, oh, he's a baller. He's in real estate. I want I to be a baller. Let me get real estate too. Yeah. Tell the truth, Monet. Tell the truth. Yes, yes,
0: yes. We would have We would have these conversations because I work front desk. And, you know, every time he passed the front desk, we would just have these conversations. And, you know, he's telling me about the properties and his tenants and, this and that and I'm yeah. like, this sounds so You're fun. like, I can do this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah, do this. That's yeah. awesome.
0: <laughs> I would like to own like fifty properties. Um So that's how it actually started. I became a realtor that exact yeah. year.
1: Oh wow. Um a
0: couple wow. months after I started at that company. Um and with that I bought my first home. Nice. And it just went from nice, there, nice. yeah.
2: That is so cool. I did I did not know that, Dre. This is so I'm sitting yeah. here humbled. Yeah.
0: I, I I still have those books till till this wow. day. I still have the notebook that you gave me as well wow. and I do write in it. Wow. Um I do business planning. Um I have all these books and I try to get you know, I try to tell people about them so that they can start reading or if they want to get into it. But I think I'm I'm twenty six mm-hmm. right now. I think when they see me and they hear my story, it kind of motivates them to say, "You know something? If she can do it, I can do it too." Yeah,
1: and your story—something so. that stands out—I'll pass right back to Smiley here—is you've heard this phrase: "Network equals net worth." Right? This yeah. is a perfect example yeah. of that, right? You were in the right place at the right time, where you came across someone else who was living—you know—at least a portion of the type of life you want to live, just through conversation. You know, you, you got some some gems from him, books, things like that. It's just the network. It's just the network. Nothing you, can, you can't plan this, right? Being in the right room at the right time mm-hmm. makes all the difference in the world in terms of, you know, how we move forward in the world. So that's just kind of one takeaway that stands out for me as you share that story. Yes, it
2: um, does. Well, that's amazing. So still on this uh, same theme of real estate, are you buying real estate in the Virgin Islands? Are you international with your real estate or because you were in Tampa you sold it in Tampa but are you what's on the horizon or what what are you are you building your empire in the islands or in the states or both
0: I would love for it to be both um the market in the Virgin Islands is really different um the property prices are very expensive I will say um, and I do have a baby. I recently had a baby. Congrats! Um, Congratulations. So did, thank you. So I am trying to stay focused on Tenum the label. Um, let it expand and let it, you know, become a little self-sufficient, so that I can dive back into real estate. I did start when I moved back in 2020. I did start a food business, and In 2021, I was able to move into a bigger location. Unfortunately, we were unable to open. So currently, I'm in a lawsuit trying to get that squared away because I did have some issues with the landlord. Um, But once that finishes, I I believe I'll be able to dive back into real estate.
2: So, so you mentioned, so when I left the place we were working with, at I moved into food. So I do food software now. So that's fascinating okay. that you're in the food spaces. Yeah. Are they, if you could talk about it, is it proteins? Is it produce? Is it candies? Is it what type of food? Is it a retail, like food trucks or what kind of food?
0: When I started, there was a need in the market for a late night food spot. In Tampa, you can go down the street and you have options galore. In the islands, it's a little different after a certain time. It's a little hard for you to find something to eat. Um, So I opened, um, it it was called Aces to Go. Um, We were open from Thursday to Saturday from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. And we had things that you would not normally find on island, like mashed potato bowls, loaded fries. Those were a hit. And a few other items. Um, It was doing really, really good. Um, Sometimes it got really out of hand, and I felt like it was time to go into a bigger space. So I did find a space that had a bar, which would have been the perfect step in the right direction because who doesn't like to come in and get a bear after work or a happy hour or something and eat. But unfortunately, like I mentioned, um, I did have some issues with the landlord and we were unable to open. So that's how
2: that. Okay. So that's amazing. You talked about jewelry, real estate, own products, it's it's almost like a uh Elon Musk sort of multiverse of, of <laughs> at, businesses, 26, you're, you're at, 26, at twenty-six. are building At twenty-six, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. So so if you were let's say you met someone who's who's listening, someone's listening, what would the top two things you would tell them? Hey, I wanna I listen to your story, Monet, I wanna do what you're doing. What's the top two pieces of advice you would tell them? To say, okay, this is what you want to do. What's your two advice for someone who may want to follow your journey? Who want to just jump into the entrepreneurial sphere, but it's reluctant.
0: One of the best pieces of advice I got from my dad was to never let money or the lack of money stop you from doing what you would want to do. He told me that in high school, and I carry that with me still. Um, So I would share that with anyone that is listening. Um, You know, sometimes you want to do something or you want to invest in something and you don't have the money. If you believe in yourself enough, you can sell your idea to someone who believes in you, and they will invest on your behalf. And that's how I was able to fund, like, that restaurant. I I am so confident in myself that when you listen to me speak, you are now confident in me and my abilities. Um, And then that's the second piece of advice. You have to be confident in yourself and your ideas. Because if you're not, then no one will be confident
1: in you. So uh, along the same vein, in terms of giving advice, I think about... You know different businesses that you've started, um, different business people that have encountered obstacles, right, in their businesses. Nothing is smooth. Um, there's always the unexpected. Um, as you think about all of your businesses mm-hmm. that you've started or are in the process of starting, the real estate, etc., what advice would you give to those listeners, those watching this on YouTube, and? How do you overcome those obstacles? How do you prepare for the unexpected Um, and stay motivated?
0: Uh, The best way to overcome obstacles would be for you to be positive. The minute you start to fall into negative thinking or the negativity that you may be surrounded with, things are going to go worse for you. So I keep a positive head. Things can be falling apart. My tire can be flat if I'm like on my way to a pop-up shop, for example. My tire can be flat. I would not curse. I would not cry. I would not beat myself up about it. I would just think okay, well, maybe this is delaying me from something that I may encounter on the road. So I look for the positive The positive in a situation. That's how I get through things. Um, I'm never sulking. Yes, sometimes I, I may say, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened. I can't get over it. But then in an hour, I'm over it because I'm thinking about, okay, well, maybe this is why this happened, or maybe this is a, a redirection for me. Um, so I just think really facing adva- adversity, um, with that, you just be positive, look for the positive in every situation.
1: Yeah. So just so share that. Uh, think about, have you seen that, um, Dave Chappelle's recent Net, Netflix special, the dreamer?
0: I started it, but I so haven't this, a, the,
1: the title of it is dreamer. That's the, that's the title of it. And, and, and as part of the, the routine or, or, you know, the, the, the hour-long episode, he talks about a situation where it was his first HBO special. He's upstairs above this club. He's doing his, his, his gig. And all of a sudden, and they're recording the HBO special. All of a sudden, the club starts playing music. And the agreement was that they wouldn't play music between this hour and that hour. And so he's furious, right? And th- this kind of speaks to, you know, uh, what I, I perceive as your, your, your way of moving forward. There's no obstacle too big, too small. Keep going forward, work through it, make it happen. He goes downstairs to the production truck for HBO. And he's like, what's going on? You guys are trying to ruin my, you know, my, my career, this and that. He's like, "Hey, it's out of our hands." They played the music, so he goes to the club back door. sees these menacing, two menacing guys, and he approaches them. He starts, you know, "What are you guys doing? You're not supposed to be playing music." Blah 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 blah. So this another guy walks out, and even more menacing, and very calm, and tells David, "Come inside," you know. And essentially, what it, what it amounts to is that. David, he stood up for himself. He stood up for himself. He was, you know, he had he had he had the vision in his mind of where he's he where he wanted to go. He ends that story with where I am today. I dreamed I would be here. Right. It started back with a vision. So I think about you, 26 years old, and what you've accomplished. There's people who have died. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't done what you've done. Forget about you know being thirty, you know forty years old. They've died and haven't done what you've done. Your yeah. your drive, your vision. You're clearly a dreamer. Um. Yes. Yeah. that's That's a huge, huge uh, takeaway. Smiley.
2: So I, I want to follow up on what Dre said. You're 26. What is 46? what is 56 uh, do, you, do you do you look out that far it's like some people i was reading this one person from japan he did a 300 year plan he knows he's not going to be here but he just mapped out the plan for the family for the next 300 years now he's about 70 and they're enforcing it because he's here but once he leaves they probably won't but yeah i said well I'm lucky to get a three-week plan. <laughs> you got a yeah, 300-year exactly. plan. <laughs> so, so when you look at your entrepreneurial, your business and everything, how far out into the future do you do you plan or how do you see yourself or where do you see yourself at 36 and 46?
0: That's hard for me to answer because I think that when you plan too much, something always happens and it kind of takes you away from what you you plan um so I try to focus in on the present um so that I don't miss anything that's happening and maybe I may plan for a week but at 35 I don't know where I'll be um I didn't I did not know that at 26 this is where I'll be Mm -hmm. I did not expect to be um on St. On Croix, because I am on St. Croix. Um, I am now a Crujan. I, I was born on St. Thomas, um, but I am a Crujan. I never thought that this is where I would be. Um, so, I I don't know where I'll be at 35. I may have five kids. Um, and seven, seven businesses. Um, <laughs> and, yeah,
2: and yeah,
0: seven businesses with six houses? I, I don't know.
2: I don't know. That is so fascinating. I was taking notes as you were speaking, and you said, confidence in yourself, focus on the presence. Those are t-shirt slogans. For Can sure, you yeah. imagine? I was like, those are t-shirt For slogans. Sure. So, yes. no, That's amazing. I guess one other question on the business side. When you look at it, what is the say you, you, you look at the positive, but A lot of times people say, do you come up with the legal side, the LLC side, and then roll your company in? Do you have a corporation? How do you handle that? And is it different having – because you're in three different islands and and the states. Is it different when you set up businesses in the the Caribbean or the islands versus here? Or because they're part of the U.S. Virgin Islands, is it the same? Or what are some of those things?
0: Um, The process was super easy. Super easy. Um, Down here, it's a little different, but um, I do have an LLC registered. So it's registered in both Florida and um, the Virgin Islands. Um, I would say it's about the same. um, And it's recognized on Dunn and Bradstreet. Um, I have a SAMS number. It was recognized, the local address. Mm-mm. So I would say it's about the same.
2: Awesome. Well, that is that is super cool, because uh, I think you're you're the first entrepreneur we have in the Caribbean, right, Trey? Or we had someone from London. That's like yeah, I can't th- one. I can't think of another. Yeah,
1: you're the first one. No, so not not you. not originally from the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. Sure. Well, I
0: hope I hope I make the Caribbean yeah. proud, especially the Virgin <laughs> Islanders. I'm
1: sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So so here here's the part that's mm-hmm. bittersweet, Monet. The final four, which indicates we're coming okay. coming to the end here, um, which is bittersweet because we're enjoying speaking with you, of course. So we have a question bank that we pull four okay. questions from. And as I as I think back through this uh, this interview so far, the first question that comes to mind is, what's the worst advice that you've ever received?
0: Um, that is really hard.
1: Well let's flip it. What's the best advice you've ever received?
0: Okay, the best advice um, goes back to what my dad told me about not letting Ooh. money the lack of money stop you from doing what you need to do or want to do. That's great advice. Um, That's advice that I'm going to make sure I teach my kids.
2: You know what? That's another one. That's another t-shirt because that's a golden one. It's like really go after it. And I think one of our mutual friends had mentioned to me, it's like, uh, or no, it was Quincy Jones, I think said this. He's like, if you have talent, money will find you. So if you have a great idea, Money will find that idea. So that is so awesome. Well, here's one. What is something that never fails to make you laugh?
0: Never fails to make me laugh. I make myself
2: laugh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I make myself laugh. Um, Past experiences definitely makes me laugh. Awesome. Okay. When I was, um, I graduated at 16. Wow. I, I felt like I did, um everything under the sun, I played every sport. I did a pageant. Um, I did like tomboy activities. So I know how to climb a <laughs> fence. Like, I just randomly think about things that I've done over the years and ugh, it makes me laugh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've done a lot. You've done a lot. you yeah. have done a lot. Yeah.
0: yeah. I had a great childhood. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's one thing that most people don't know about you? that you wish they did?
0: Mm, A lot of people, I guess from my positive spirit, a lot of people assume that I have life amazing or perfect. I don't. I'm just a regular person. I go through the motions. I cry. I fail. But I don't let those failures or those downtimes define Mm. me or make me. So, you know, every time I leave the house, I'm smiling, I'm having a good time, because if I allow those down times to define me, then maybe I would have looked run down or unhappy. I would be miserable. Mm. But, you know, I am I am a human. Yeah. I fail. I just don't dwell on those failings, on those failures. Love it. Um. I think that's, I think I'm a, I am in an open book. Okay. So I feel like the public knows a lot about me already Um, locally in the Virgin Islands for all the listeners on the podcast, you know, they can follow me on social media and they will get a good idea of who I am. And they'll be like, you know, she is so transparent. Yeah. I speak a lot. One,
1: one thing I want to say, too, is you mentioned your your clothing brand. For those that are interested in learning more about it, do you have a website or Instagram page you want to share on here? So we can, and we'll also put this on the uh, show notes for the episode.
0: Yes. Um, so my website is www.tenomtl.com. Okay. Okay. So it's my first name backwards and then TL as in the label.
1: And what are the top three items? What are the top three items that they definitely want to come to you for the purchase?
0: Definitely they need to check out my sandals, my signature sandals. They are genuine leather. They're called the Hermine sandals. It's named after my grandmother who passed away. Um... It's a a nice design and it's super comfortable. So for those who, you know, they're walking, they have back problems, feet problems, those are good. I'm not advertising it as orthopedic sandals, but because they are cushioned, it's super comfortable for those who are going to be walking or standing for a long period of time. They come in four colors currently, and we are going to be dropping a few more colors this year. So definitely that. Um, I do have a signature handbag. It's called a Millie handbag named after my mom. Um, It's a cute compact bag. It's in black and brown. You can fit a pair of size 10 sandals in there. But it's not a huge bag. So you can go with it anywhere and it's um, versatile. So it has a long strap and a short strap perfect for any occasion and then the last um we are currently sold out of those the tote bags um i recently traveled with mine with all my baby items and it fit everything perfectly with all my personal effects as well um perfect for traveling so it's like a good travel bag for the ladies of course
1: okay so you have um your sandals comfortable, leather, well-made, the handbag, and those um, yes. those are just, you know, the ideal bag for uh, lots of different things, big enough to fit a size 10 sandal, and then you have the tote bag, yes. which is kind of an all-purpose yes. bag. Um, a, a, a mother, for example, could use it for their kind of a diaper bag if they wanted to. Yes. All right.
0: And it's stylish. It's brown with a green satin interior. Oh, it's beautiful. But we are sold out. But
1: It's coming back, right? If Am you- I right? It's coming back? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay. That is so cool. So as the last final four question, who would you, who would you, who's the person you would like to trade places with for a day? Mm. Anyone alive or dead?
0: I think I would like to trade places with Kylie Mm -hmm. Jenner. Oh, wow. Um, She is the same age as I am, and she is a millionaire. Now, I know a part of her success comes from who she is, her family. But if you take a, a look into her life, she has her own business. She has Kylie Cosmetics. She has her two kids. She has a nice family. Um, she's very low-key, as we like to say. Um, but something about her, I think she is one of the only people that I, only celebrity that I look up to. And it's because she she reminds me of myself.
2: Awesome. So, Lomé, say- this has been fascinating. I was so... Yes. When, when I saw you on LinkedIn and then I, I sent you the invitation, I was so, I said like, Dre, she signed up. I was so happy because it's been a few <laughs> years since I've seen you. And I just appreciate you taking time yes. to be on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your experiences and your positive demeanors. That's just amazing. So thank you very, very much. Thank awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you guys for having me. I do have um, some people from the VI that is looking forward for this episode. I put them on to the podcast. So you may have some new fans. Um, I was very excited when you mentioned it. And I was like, oh my goodness, they want me on their podcast. But I I have to accept that I am an exceptional young person, young woman. Um I am so humble with it. I don't brag. I don't usually post like on social media about my accomplishments unless it's like business related maybe. So there are people on my social media that did not know I purchased my first home at 20, age 20. Wow. Um and I keep saying my first because I did purchase again um but you know, it's just like
2: you're doing it. That's yeah. amazing. You're just doing it. That is so cool. And so it's insp- inspiring, inspirational.
1: Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's, that's exactly, you took the words right out of my mouth, Smiley. That's something that I think a lot of people will get from this, those that are your age, even younger, perhaps. Heck, people that are older mm-hmm. will get inspired. Those that, you know, feel like they want to do something more, do something different. Hearing your story it's you know it's fascinating. 26 years old. I can't even tell you what I was doing at 26. It wasn't this. Wasn't this. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't this. <laughs> you know. So so we, we definitely appreciate you uh, coming in and sharing your story. Uh, and ho- hopefully, like Smiley said, it helps helps inspires others. Appreciate appreciate you being on.
0: Thank you. You know, I just actually thought about okay. the worst piece of advice.
1: Oh, give, let me get it. Let me get it. What is it? What is it? <laughs>
0: The worst piece of advice I think I got was that you needed to go to college to be successful.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, I am not against college. I do have my bachelor's degree, and I did start my master's degree as well. Um, I am about 90% completed with my master's degree because I am a human resources professional by, by trade. Um, but I think that was the worst piece of advice because the student loan <laughs> debt that is plaguing the United States right now, if you go to a trade school, you can be just as successful. And then for, you know, those that want to enter the workforce, the right person at the right time that you meet can get you indoors that degrees probably can't.
1: I agree. Mm. So. Mm. Makes sense. Makes sense.
0: I Yeah, um, I think that was the
1: worst. Okay, piece of it. Love it, love it. <laughs> that's that's a good one. That's that's a good one to end on. Yeah. You know, figure out what's what's right for you, and follow that path. Yes. right Try to follow someone else's path. You know, there's no one right way to achieve success, and you've definitely exemplified that. So again, thanks for being on.